Let us take a moment to pray before we think about God's word. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Prayer is one of those parts of life, parts of faith, which we know we should do, but often don't. That could be for any number of reasons. We maybe don't know what words to use. We fear getting it wrong. We maybe don't think it does anything. There can also be other reasons, such as simple laziness or apathy. This past week, Jill and I celebrated 15 years of marriage. And if I told you that we rarely talk, don't listen to each other, and generally get on with our separate lives, it wouldn't matter that we lived in the same house or had our marriage certificate or shared our financial resources, you would still be thinking that the quality of our marriage was quite poor, even worrying. Thankfully though, none of these things actually apply. Yet the same is true with our relationship with God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. You might come to church. You might have a baptism certificate or something that marks when you became a member or an elder. And you might give generously in finances or in time to the work of God's church. But if you are not praying, not relating personally and directly to God on a regular basis, then I would wonder about the quality of your relationship with him. In our day, there is a prayer movement called 24-7 Prayer. And a number of years ago, they produced a video which summarises why we might pray. And I would like to play that for you just now. Have you ever wondered why so many people pray? Well, Albert Einstein said that there's really only two ways to live, as if nothing's a miracle or as if everything's a miracle. Either life's a fluke and we're just a bunch of highly evolved animals on a big rock lost in space, or there's a creator behind creation, a, a God behind goodness. And if so, then connecting with him in prayer is pretty much the most mind-blowing thing you can do. Archaeologists keep digging stuff up that shows we've always prayed. People of many faiths pray daily. Even atheists admit to praying sometimes. Real prayer is a two-way conversation with the living God who loves and listens to the things we say. Jesus said, ask anything in my name and it'll be done. We have a chance to ask for peace, healing, help or whatever we need. Life matters, you matter, your choices, thoughts, prayers and actions echo in eternity. But... In case you hadn't noticed, God is pretty much invisible and not always easy to hear. There are distractions, disappointments, and questions that we all share. That's why 24-7 Prayer does stuff to help thousands of people in hundreds of places connect with God in new ways. People are learning to pray by just praying. And today, millions are discovering that God's real. Life's a miracle. 
And the most powerful thing you can ever do is to pray. I wonder what jumped out for you. Do feel free to share it in the live chat just now. I was struck by the idea that prayer may be the most powerful thing we could do to change our world, to change ourselves. Because when we pray, we are connecting with the living God, engaging in a two-way relationship. And as we do so, what we pray echoes into eternity. So prayer is key. It is powerful. And sometimes the best way to learn to pray is simply to pray. Nonetheless, one day the disciples came to Jesus and said, Lord, teach us to pray. Clearly, they saw something, something in the way he prayed and and what he prayed, something different. Or maybe they saw how Jesus had prayer underpinning all of his life because again and again he would go off to pray. And so the one and only thing they ever ask to be taught is to pray. In response, Jesus shares with them what we now call the Lord's Prayer, which is is probably the most famous prayer in history. Martin Luther said, to this day I am still nursing myself on the Lord's prayer like a child and I am still eating and drinking of it like an old man without getting bored of it. Christian writer Timothy Jones also argued, to cultivate a deeper prayer life all you have to do is say the Lord's prayer but take an hour to do it. We know from history that it was traditional for rabbis of the time to have their own unique prayer which brought together their foundational teaching. John the Baptist followers likely had such a prayer because in our passage today the disciples actually said, Lord teach us to pray just as John taught his disciples. It's unlikely they were just asking Jesus for a few good prayer tips. They were saying, we need to know what you are about. We need a a statement of faith. As such, the Lord's Prayer is maybe our primary foundation for understanding life and faith, giving shape to everything else. In this way, the, the Lord's Prayer is like a model prayer, knowing what to pray and and so we might simply repeat the words as given because repeating it regularly can help its central truths slowly shape our hearts and our minds. But the Lord's Prayer can also be like a map, teaching us the way of prayer, the route to take. Many of us find prayer difficult, don't we? We get distracted or or struggle to, to know what to say. But praying each phrase, even a few words of the prayer, can spark ideas of what to pray. And this way that the Lord's Prayer helps us become real with God, real with him about 
what we think of him, of the needs we have for ourselves and the needs of others, as well as seeking his forgiveness for our sin and asking for his help in the difficult spiritual realities of life. Here is a prayer that we often just recite without much thought, yet it can be a framework into which we pour all our thoughts and concerns of our lives. It is possible to take the thing that is most burning in your heart at this time and pray about it using the Lord's Prayer. Earlier in the service, I said that in each week of this season of prayer, we would have a prayer to pray or an activity to use. And the Lord's Prayer is the one for this week. You can simply take the version you are most comfortable with and pray it one of the ways I've just described this morning. Or, if you wish, you can find an alternative version on our website in the sermons page as well as from our Facebook page this afternoon. In that document there are various examples of the Lord's Prayer, sometimes using different translations to express its meaning or other times capturing the prayer from a particular angle. If you've been praying this prayer for many years, it may be helpful to try a different version because then you may see it and engage with it afresh. But whether you pray in these or those, or take it a word or line at a time, may we choose to grow as a people of prayer responding to this call to pray and investing time in our relationship with God by using the Lord's Prayer each day this coming week. For Jesus has promised, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. As we pray, as we seek, ask and knock, may we know the reciprocal welcome and provision of God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. We close our time together with our final hymn, I'll go in the strength of the Lord.